the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Matthew, the 16th chapter, dear ones, starting at verse 21. Notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares which It says, from that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from you, Lord, this shall not be unto you. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. For you savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Well, today, dear ones, I would like for us to pick back up our topic and our discussion that we began last Sunday. We started dealing with this text of Scripture last Sunday. And I would like for us to go back to it, to deal with it a little bit more and talk about it a little bit more. Now, the text of Scripture that we have taken up to discuss is found for us here in the book of Matthew, the 16th chapter, uh, verses 21 to 26. And the topic that we have begun to examine, dear ones, is this. What happens when the Lord says something that you don't like? What happens when the Lord says something that you do not like? Now, in the text of Scripture that we have before us, dear ones, we see the Lord Jesus dealing with a situation that took place after Jesus had asked his disciples the question, who do men say that I am? So Jesus had posed the question to his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? 
and they began to give him a variety of different answers. All of them were respectable, all of them were appropriate, all of them were accommodating, but none of them were accurate and none of them were correct. And so it was in response to Peter's correct identification of the Lord and his profession of faith in Jesus that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. It is in response to what Peter says that Jesus began to speak to all of them about his upcoming trial, his upcoming crucifixion, and his subsequent resurrection from the dead. And so it is in response to what Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. It is in response to that that he commends Peter and he lets Peter know that what he has said did not come from him alone, but God the Father has given him a revelation concerning who Jesus really is. And then he goes on to talk to the, all of his disciples, as I said, about his upcoming crucifixion, about his upcoming death, all, all the things that he will experience at the hands of the elders and the, tri- and the scribes and the chief priests. Um, And it is in response to all that Jesus begins to say to them that Peter, the apostle Peter, pulls Jesus aside and as the scripture says, he begins to rebuke Jesus for what he has said or what he has been saying. So Peter pulls Jesus aside to have this private conversation and he begins to rebuke the Lord concerning what he is saying about him going to Calvary and dying on a cross and all these things. The scripture says Peter began to rebuke Jesus. And so I want for us to pick back up where we left off because we kind of left off in that area. We went a little bit farther, but I'd like for us to pick back up in that area because there was there are a number of things that we still need to see concerning what the Lord says to us here. Um, now, as we begin to look at what the Lord does, this, the Bible lets us know that he begins to address all that is going on here. And he does it by doing at least three things. Notice what it says in verse 23. He says, but he turned and said unto Peter, get, be- get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. For you savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So the Lord now begins to deal with what Peter is doing. He now begins to address it. And he addresses it by doing at least three things. The first thing that the Lord does is he openly addresses what is really going on at that particular time. He openly addresses what is really going on at that particular time. And we talked about this a little bit last Sunday. Um, Dear ones, the phrase that the Lord uses here when he says, get thee behind me, um, is a phrase in the Greek that is, it gives the implication of someone openly addressing something that is being done by somebody in stealth and in secrecy. And so it is the Lord openly addressing something that is being done by somebody else in stealth or in secrecy. It's like, the Lord, it's like, it's like for one of you saying, I see you over there. Or, or I see what you're doing. I, 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 I see you. Don't think I don't see you. I know what's going on. It's, it's that kind of thing where you are openly identifying what someone else is trying to do secretly and in stealth. And so what Jesus does here is he openly addresses what the devil is trying to do and he calls him out on it. He openly addresses what the devil is trying to do and he calls the devil out on what he's trying to do. And dear ones, at times we need to stop beating around the bush and openly address what it is that the devil is trying to do either in you, with you, or to you. Stop beating around the bush and openly address what is really going on at that particular time. 
Dear ones, for some, how you are feeling towards that person may not simply be you being irritated at them. How you are feeling toward that person may not simply be you just being irritated by them or about what they said or what they did. You need to honestly admit if there are some seeds of unforgiveness that are beginning to take root in your life towards that person. Honestly admit it. Stop beating around the bush. Well, they said this and they did that and they and this and that. Stop beating around the bush. Honestly admit, Lord, I need you to help me because there's some seeds of unforgiveness starting to take root. There's some seeds of unforgiveness starting to root themselves in my heart towards that person because of what they said or what they did. They may have been wrong in what they said or what they did, but that has nothing to do with how I'm feeling in my heart toward them. Honestly admit it. Stop beating around the bush. Around the bush of what they did. Around the bush of how it made you feel. Around the bush of how, what they said about you and who they talked to about you. Stop beating around the bush. Oh my. Stop beating around the bush. Deal with it. If there's seeds of unforgiveness taking root, admit it. Honestly acknowledge it. Lord, I need you to help me because right now I'm feeling some kind of way about that person. I'm feeling some kind of way about that individual. And there's something taking root in me that ain't right. And I need you to help me with it. Lord, have mercy. I sense the Lord speaking to somebody on that right now. Right now. Lord, have mercy. Dear ones, your desire to do certain things because you feel you have a right to do it or because you have earned the right to do it for all that you have done for certain people or certain ones or whatever the case may be. Dear ones, honestly admit if there are some feelings of entitlement that are starting to take root that are being coupled with a lust and a lack of self-control on your part. Amen. Honestly admit it. I, I, I got a right to do this. I got it right. I, 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 no, no, I, I work hard. I got it right. I, I, I do this. I got it right. I do that. I got it right. Entitlement. That's coupled with a lust and a lack of self-control. That's starting to get out of control. Admit it. Honestly acknowledge it. Stop beating around the bush. I got it right. I earned this. I deserve this. You're beating around the bush. Dear ones, by openly and honestly addressing these things either to yourself, to God, to somebody else, or to all of the above. To yourself, to God, to somebody else, another person, or to all of the above, yourself, God, and somebody else. Because some of us need to go through all that whole list. You need to talk to somebody else, you need to talk to God, and you need to talk to yourself. By honestly and openly admitting these things, dear ones, you are bringing into it light. You are bringing light into that situation and allowing light to shine in that area in your life. Now hold your finger here in Matthew, the 16th chapter, but turn with me real quickly to the book of James. And then I'm going to go to 1 John 1 and 9. The uh, James, the fifth chapter, I'm just going to read one verse of scripture. James 5, 16, the Bible declares to us, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The scripture says, confess your faults, not just to God, not just to yourself. At times, you need to confess them one to another, to somebody else. 
and then pray one for another. Now, I, 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 I appreciate Brother Folsom this morning. I appreciate Brother Folsom. I appreciate Brother Folsom all the time. But I appreciate him this morning. Because <laughs> Brother Folsom, Brother Folsom, in, 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 his, in his own Folsom-like way, his Folsomisms, <laughs> in his own Folsomism way, he came up to me and he says, he said, hey, 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 you, you, you and me, you and me, you and me, eyeball to eyeball. How are you doing? That's a brother asking another brother. I don't want to know about this pastor stuff. I don't want to know about this church stuff. I want to know about this preacher. I want to know about you. How are you? We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. The scripture says, confess your faults, not just to God, not just to yourself. At times, you need to confess them one to another, to somebody else. And then pray one for another. Now, I, 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 I appreciate Brother Folsom this morning. I appreciate Brother Folsom. I appreciate Brother Folsom all the time. But I appreciate him this morning. Because <laughs> Brother Folsom, Brother Folsom, in, 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 his, in his own Folsom-like way, his Folsomisms, <laughs> in his own Folsomism way, he came up to me and he says, he said, hey, 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 you, you, you and me, you and me, you and me, eyeball to eyeball. How are you doing? That's a brother asking another brother. I don't want to know about this pastor stuff. I don't want to know about this church stuff. I want to know about this preacher. I want to know about you. Amen. How are you doing? Amen. Now, I understood what he meant. Yes. And I told him, I said, I'm tired because I just got done working. So I, so I told him, but I understand exactly what he meant, though. There was, confess your faults one to another. As I said, sometimes we get so used to, I, I told the Lord about it. That's good. I, I, I talked to myself about it. That's good, too. But there may be one other category that you got to go to. Talk to somebody else. Bring that kind of light into that area. That kind of light into that situation. That kind of light. Some things need certain kinds of light in order to really deal with it. Some things need certain kinds of light and exposure. Lord have mercy. But, but, but 1 John 1 and 9, it says, it, it, for, let's look at that real quickly. 1 John 1 and 9. I could quote it, but I'd rather have us look at it so you won't think I'm making stuff up. 1 John, the first chapter, uh, verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he, the Lord, 
is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you will confess it, the Lord will forgive it. The challenge is, will you confess it? Now, to confess it doesn't just mean say that, you know, you know I, I did something. You didn't confess nothing. To confess, the word confess in the Greek, it literally means to say the same thing as someone else. And so when you confess something, you are saying the same thing about that area as God says about it. If God says it's wrong, you don't say, well, you know, it's not that bad. You ain't saying the same thing. Everybody with me? If God says, no, Mike, that's wrong. Well, Lord, it ain't that bad. No, it's wrong. Well, you know, it's, it's okay. Uh, some other folk are doing it. No, it's wrong. Well, Lord, you, you, you just don't understand my situation. I, I am not saying the same thing. The only time I begin to say the same thing as the Lord is saying is when he says it's wrong and I say, yes, Lord, you're right. It's wrong. Amen. Now we are saying the same thing. The scripture says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. But then it goes on to say, confess your faults. In 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our faults, our sins, I should say, that the Lord is faithful and just. And he will, he will forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. So that's the first thing that we need to take note of. But back in Matthew, the 16th chapter, do you want to notice the second thing that the Lord does here is he clearly identifies the goal. And the end result that the devil is trying to accomplish here. He, he identifies the goal and the end result that the, de- that the devil, I should say, is trying to accomplish. Now, the word offense, because notice what it says, Matthew 16, 23. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. Now, the word offense that is used here, it comes from a Greek word that we get our word scandal from. And it, it, it literally means trap stick it's a trap stick now for those that don't know what a trap stick is remember back when you were little and and some of us did this it didn't work too good but we tried it anyway you put the box on the stick you're trying to trap something so you you get the box and you prop it up and then you get the stick on it and then you put a little a little piece of bait or something on uh, they tie it with a string to the stick so that when the animal or the rabbit or whatever comes and gets the the bait it pulls the string, the trap stick pulls away, the box falls, you caught yourself a rabbit. Ta-da, got it. Hooray for me, I got it. Okay, that, that's a trap stick. That's what it means, a trap stick. The word offense, it means trap stick. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You are a trap stick. Lord, have mercy. You're a trap. This is a trap. And so what Jesus does here he, is he identifies the goal that the devil is trying to accomplish against him. And the end result that he is trying to bring about. He's basically saying, devil, this ain't nothing but a trap. This is nothing but a trap. Dear what some of us need to say that to ourselves. Amen. This ain't nothing but a trap. Yes. Yeah, he cute. Yeah, she fine. This ain't nothing but a trap. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, it looks opportune. Yes, it looks juicy. Yes, the opportunity is there. This ain't nothing but a trap. Yes, I could just switch the six from the nine doing my taxes because it's tax season. I could just switch the six and the nine because sixes and nines look a lot alike. You know, I could just easily switch the numbers and get more money back on my return. This is a trap. It's a trap. 
And so, dear ones, for many of us, you need to call things what they are. For many, dear ones, what we need to do and then continue to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to do is to give us a good, healthy dose of discernment. And old-fashioned wisdom because many other things that we are calling blessings and rewards and favor and divinely open doors, gifts, abundance, godly counsel and spiritual insight. Upon closer examination, dear ones, all you are beginning to realize is that ain't nothing but a trap. It's nothing but a trap. Now the trap for Jesus here, dear ones, would have been for him to somehow begin to accept and believe that what Peter was saying to him was true. And that his going to the cross was really not something that he should have to do or needed to do. That was the trap. To begin to believe that some, in some way what Peter was saying was true. And so Jesus recognizes this ain't nothing but a trap. And, and I, devil, I'm calling you on that. But dear ones, notice the text one more time. Notice the text. He says, get behind me, get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. Notice he doesn't say, this is an offense. Like what the devil is doing is an offense. He personalizes it. He says, not this is an offense. You are an offense unto me. Somebody say amen. Amen. And what, dear ones, by him doing it this way and saying it this way, he is establishing for us that the devil and all that he does is directed and intended to accomplish against us one primary goal. All that the devil offers you, all that the devil brings to you, all that the devil tries to induce you and seduce you to get involved with, it all has one primary goal. To get you entrapped and ensnared in some form of bondage. That's it. That's all he's trying to do. Is get you entrapped and ensnared in some form of bondage. That's why Jesus doesn't say this is an offense. He says you. You personally are a trap stick. You try to ensnare people. You try to entrap them. You try to enslave them in some form of bondage. The devil can offer you gifts. He can offer you rewards. He can offer you all these things. One thing that he cannot do is offer you real, true blessings. Now, I need for you to hear that. I need for you to hear that. If you don't hear nothing else in this message, hear that. He can offer you gifts. He can offer you rewards. He can offer you possessions. He can do all that kind of... That's why Jesus goes on to say, What will it profit you to gain the whole world but lose your soul? He can, the devil can give you all kinds of stuff. He cannot give you true, lasting blessings. Amen. Only the Lord can do that. Yes. That's why the Bible goes on to say every good gift Amen. and every perfect gift comes from above. Amen. It comes from God the Father. Amen. The devil can give you gifts. He cannot give you blessings. Amen. And so dear ones, Jesus helps us to understand that the devil's goal is to ensnare us, to entrap us. In some form of bondage. But the third thing that the Lord does here that we want to take note of is he points out the real motives and the real motivations that are fueling all that is being done here. Notice what he says. He says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. For you savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. 
Now, at this point, dear ones, the best way of seeing what the Lord is saying here is to see him addressing both the devil and Peter at this particular time. In the first part of what the Lord says here, he is primarily addressing Satan. He says, get behind me, Satan, you are an offense unto me. But now in the second part of what he's saying, he is addressing both Satan and Peter. He is speaking to the devil because he is the one who tries to promote the things of men over the things of God. And he is speaking to Peter because he is the one who is choosing to focus on the things of men instead of the things of God. So when he says, he says, verse, verse 23, he says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me for you. The you there is plural. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.